Welcome to Blueprint of Fate. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host on this journey into the Word of God, which is also called the Word of Fate. I've been a teacher of the Word for over 30 years. I was a pastor of Abundant Grace Ministries, and now I travel the world teaching the Word of God. According to the Word, without faith, it's impossible to please God. By faith, we understand. The Bible also goes on to say that the just shall live by faith, for we walk by faith and not by sight. By faith we believe that the universe was made. We are justified by faith. Fight the good fight of faith. At this podcast, we're going to talk about what really is faith, how we get it, how do we develop it, how to use it, so that we can receive the 8,810 promises of God, 7,487 of them being promises made by God to His beloved man. Welcome to another episode of Blueprint of Faith. This is Ken Primus, your host. Uh, last week we dealt with um, the topic of man. I went into the creation and we talked about um, who that creation was, the power that is in that man, that is you and I. And we talked about um, that he was with God in while creating the universe. So that tells me that you and I are also the creators of the universe. According to the scripture, the Bible tells us that we are working with God, and this is a perfect example to show that mankind uh, began working with God from the beginning. And so this is not a new thing, and so that's why um, it is important that you begin to understand who you are and what and how faith plays a part in your development as a uh, Christian. And so we looked at um, first to see that the human entity or the human creation is that of a, a, a born of spirit, soul, and body, and that each one of those uh, serves a purpose. We look at um, the Bible it tells us all over. We look at First Thessalonians, I believe it's it's five twenty three, where we saw the. Um, the Bible mentions that man is a, a spirit, soul, and a body, and that each one of them has a specific purpose in our life. Um, we can take a look at, um, I believe it was Mary, when she made a statement in Luke chapter 1, verses uh, 46 through 47, I believe, when she said, uh, they call it the Song of Mary, and Mary said that my soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in my God. And so she talks about that separation of her soul. And she also mentions the fun the function of each of one of those. My soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoice in God. And so as we begin to study this uh, creature man, uh, there's a purpose why I wanted you to see exactly who you are uh, from this study so that then we can take a look and start going into the um, the aspects of faith. What is it? Um, how does it come? And uh, so that we can fully uh, grasp 
who we are, number one, what this power that God has given to us, what it's there for, and how we can use it to change our life and get back to where we need to be. Uh, we see, as I mentioned in Luke uh, chapter 1, uh, 46 and 47, where uh, Mary rejoices about God, um, and uh, we, she tells us how uh, through the experience of her spirit. And so when we look at creation, we see that God came down and um, we created this earth together um, and the universes and so forth. And then he begins to make this mud uh, to to form out of mud uh, his appearance so that we can begin to look like him. And so he, after that uh, creator, began to form this man. Uh, this was personal to him. It wasn't like uh, Lucifer or any of the angels, the Bible tells us in Psalms, that he spoke them into existence. But with this man, the apple of his eye, he is taking a little more time. He's uh, more attentive to, to us in the sense that he's now putting this body together so that we can live here and become legal on this planet so that we can then begin to exercise our authority as to who we are. And so um, the case that I'm trying to build is to show you that that spirit part of us, uh, that was there to make us respond to God directly to Him so that uh, there is no need for any any kind of separation for us. So when we need to speak to Him, we go straight to Him and say, the Scripture says we call Him Abba Father. Um, and so uh, uh, with that part of the human's uh, uh, makeup, the spirit part, uh, we are able to go directly to Him. Now the soul, the Bible tells us, is... Um, our mind, our emotion, this is the human part of us. And um, we now have a thing that is a part of us that is different from every other creature. Um, and this human part is, as I mentioned, is where your will is, uh, where your emotions. And so when we begin to uh, worship God, even from this place, to magnify Him, because uh, as I mentioned to you, what um, how... Mary talked about it uh, in her experience is that the soul glorified the Lord. And so um, as we begin to learn uh, and uh, understand who we are, then we can now understand how to apply faith and what it does. I talked to you about when God spoke and God said, let there be and let there, let there be. Um, that was the end product of his faith. Faith is the end product. And so God, when he believed something, he spoke. And so it became. And so uh, what we witnessed with that was the end product of his faith. And so the Bible tells us that there is a, a gentleman that God picked out of the Bible, and that was Abraham. And he began to teach Abraham uh, what is faith, how to operate in it. And so we're going to take a look at Abraham who the Bible calls the father of faith. And so when we meet Abraham, we see that he is um, he's an entrepreneur. Uh, he has his own business. Uh, he is uh, an idol maker, and he sells idols. And so uh, God looks at this man and his family. His, um, his brother had died, 
and he had his nephew that um, uh, Lot that uh, uh, was living with Abraham and his father and so forth. God comes to this businessman, this entrepreneur, and says, "Hey, guy, um, leave this stuff and uh, follow me. I want to show you a different, um, a different way of uh, maybe earning a, levi- a living, um, maybe a different way uh, um, of providing for your family." But I need you to come out of this. The Bible says he comes to him and he says, come forth from there. And, um, and said Abraham uh, believed God and then he stepped out. And so he's going to a place where uh, he doesn't know anything about. And um, the principle that I wanted to talk about, and I mentioned it, I said it, that Abraham believed God. And so the scripture tells us that we believe and therefore we speak. And that is the principle of what dictates and what faith does. Faith, your belief will cause you to speak about something. And so when someone believes something, they naturally will talk about it. Uh, They will promote it. They will do whatever is necessary because they are excited about whatever it is. And so once you have that locked into your belief system, um, no one can take it from you. And so that is planted within your, your, your soul. It grows. For the scripture tells us, he said, uh, Paul says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. So as your soul begins to uh, drink up of all of this information, uh, then your spirit man grows, becomes stronger, and you are then able to stand and to obtain your promise. And um, if you study the Word of God, you'll see that uh, the Word of God is really a very interesting thing. It says that it is spirit. And so um, the Bible also tells us that faith is a spirit. Um, and so there's, there's some study that I've done about that thing, and that's a totally different way to go about things. But these are little living entities and uh, the Bible tells us that um, faith is our servant. And so if you learn how to utilize your servant uh, to get the things that you need, then um, you will become a creator as, um, and that's what your faith is for, is to create, to create whatever world that you want in your life and that of your family. And so um, I want to take a look at uh, Abraham's life. We're going to go take a look first at Romans. The book of Romans will um, tell us about Abraham. Um, It's one of the most concise book uh, that I think any believer needs to read several times because it's a freeing book. It tells us that you can't work to gain God's love that you have to learn how to do that by faith and not by works, because if we could do it by works, then it'd be uh, criminal for him to send his son to die. So, but uh, I want to bring to you what I had talked to you first in the first episode about what faith is. It is a grouping of uh, um, things that I call, when I, I talked about baking a cake, that if you miss one of these ingredients, you will not get that cake. 
um, whether it's, it's um, the sugar part of it or whatever, but that cake will not taste like it should be or it wouldn't um, come forth as it should. So we're going to take a look at the scripture that shows us um, some of these ingredients and then we're going to go in one by one and break them down and uh, dissect them and put them together and that will be our uh, um, what we call that cake that is baked by faith and then once you understand the process of these things the Bible tells us that you can all things are possible to the man that believe or the believing man so um, that believing man it has the ability to create and so that's the end product uh, the Bible tells us that the purpose of putting all of these things together and uh, is to become fully persuaded that God is able to do what he said he would do. And that is that fully persuasion is what you call your belief. And so um, the scripture that we're going to take a look at is Romans chapter 4 verses 16 through 17. And it reads as follows. Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace, that's the first one, to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only that which is of the law, but to that which also is of faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things that are not as though they were. There's so much packed into that uh, um, those scriptures, but we're going to go through uh, one at a time and um, uh, dissect it. And so the first thing that was mentioned is by grace. And so um, this particular uh, topic of grace... I, like I said, I grew up in the church, and we were told by the preachers that uh, grace means God unmerited favor and all kinds of fun stuff that um, the Bible tells us the tradition of men make the word of God to none effect. That's not what grace is all about. And so um, when he first t talked to me about grace, I actually held on to this particular revelation for a long time. I went into study. Um, I studied for about a year and a half uh, the topic of uh, faith. I did not speak to anyone about it because I thought actually it was heresy. And um, I just went before God, went into the Word, and started to, to do some research and ask for wisdom. Um, and he began to open up the scriptures to me. And um, uh, actually, um, one of the things that, uh, how this thing came to me, um, the book that I wrote, The Blueprint of Faith, deals with the steps and the stages and so forth. The Blueprint of Faith came to me one day while I was praying. I was at the church, and uh, we were called to pray for a particular thing that was happening in the church. And so while I was praying, I was prostrate on the floor, um, uh, seeking God's faith, face, the, the, this phrase came over, the blueprint of faith. And so I wrote it down as it was my custom to, uh, he would give me these uh, phrases and then I would put it down and then 
months later, weeks later, uh, he would come and it, we would, it would grow into some type of a sermon. And so my intention, I, I thought it was going to be the same thing. I never thought it would be a book. And so, but that phrase came to me while I was praying. And it was not until several years later that uh, that particular uh, scripture and phrase began to become a reality in my life. Um, now, uh, let me give you some background as to this thing, grace. When I, f- when I first encountered it in my life, uh, God had given me the, 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 you know, the phrase, blueprint of faith. And then, uh, you know, in praying and seeking his face from time to time, he would whisper some things about grace, but I never really got the revelation of it until this day. So I had just moved into Orlando um, from New York, and uh, I was working building flight, uh, flight, simulator, flight simulators for this company. Pardon me, couldn't, uh, you know, break my concentration. Um, and uh, the business went out, uh, they'd closed, they'd lost their contract. And I walked by my boss's office and I heard him talking about opening a business and uh, that his uh, brother-in-law had a cleaning business and was doing well. And so I went and I opened up a cleaning business. Uh, that was uh, Wednesday, I heard that information. Friday, I had my um, business, I think it was Monday or Tuesday, I had my first um, house, which turned out to be a hotel. And that's a totally different story uh, that uh, one of these days I'll talk about. But anyway, um, I was actually going to... Um, going to to do a contract, a bid on, on a home, and I went to my car. Um, when I got here, uh, again, I was I was struggling in Florida. It was new. I couldn't find my footing. Uh, the job that I was working at was was it was losing uh, uh, money and bids and so forth. So I had two old cars and that I had, and one of them. Um, the working one, <laughs> the uh, the um, the uh, plates. Someone stole my plates, and so I came out to look for my car, and I'm like, well, you know, I need, I need to get to this bid. So I actually took the old car's plate, put it on this car, and just took off to get to to do this um, to do this bid, so I can not lose the contract. Now, on the way back, everything was fine, got there, no problem. On the way back, I'm coming back, and I'll never forget this. I turned, I was waiting to turn. I was in um, uh, at the stoplight waiting to turn, and this cop car came right behind me, and he pulls in behind me, and I'm looking at it, and I'm nervous because I know what I did. I just absolutely, and I know I'm going to jail. So uh, I turned left, and as I turned left, he puts on his his. Um, you know, blinker and stuff. I mean, his siren and everything. And so I turned into the parking lot and uh, he comes in behind me. And of course, you know, the simple stuff, the license, registration and all that stuff. And I gave him everything and I'm waiting and I know I'm in trouble. And so I see him in his car. And at the same time he's in his car, this song began to pop it in my spirit. Grace, grace, God's grace grace that is greater than all of my sins. 
And so I just began to just hum it, you know, and just humming the song, but the song kept coming stronger and stronger. And so I surrendered. I said, okay, I'm going to sing this song. And so I actually started singing this song on the top of my voice in my car. And as I'm singing this song, Grace, Grace, God's Grace, Grace that is greater than all of my sin, I'm watching him, and I see him actually kind of like just you know, betwixt his car. He's all upset. And I saw him slam his hand on, on, on his dashboard. He comes out and he looks at me and he says, you know what you did, right? And I said, yeah, I know what I did. And I tried to explain to him the reason he wasn't interested in it at all. And he said, let me ask you something. Did you know your license is suspended? I said, what are you talking about? My license is suspended. And my license is not suspended. He said, yeah, did you... There's a ticket, a ticket when I was 19 years old that said that my license was suspended. I'm like, no, my license, because I just come from New York and it wasn't suspended there. So I'm, I'm freaking out at that point. And he says, I'll be right back. So he takes off, he went back in his car. And I'm panicking now because I'm like, whoa, my license is suspended, wrong place. I'm going, I'm, I'm done. And... Um, I, this song, Grace, Grace, God's Grace, begins to just, just rack into my spirit. And so I just closed my eyes and I began to sing this song at the top of my voice. The cop comes back, walks to the door of my car and throws everything in, in on me, throws the, the, the license plate. I mean, he lost, he just tossed it all at me. He said, I want to arrest you and throw you in jail, but I can't. I don't know why, but I can't. Just get in your car, get home, and don't do this again. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this, and I, I uh, you know, I, I took off. I, I got to get the, get the heck out of there and get home. But all the way in the in the car. That song, Grace, Grace, God's Grace, and that was the beginning of my entrance into the topic of grace, that revelation that God was now beginning to give to me to start to show me the process of what he gave me several years ago entitled The, Bru the Blueprint of Faith. And so... Um, as we look at this word grace, and I mentioned to you earlier that the church said to us it was God's unmerited favor. And if you think about that for a minute and just begin to, to think of how foolish that is, um, that, you know, I, it doesn't pay any, any, anything to go into it. So let's just focus on what God calls grace. Uh, so, I began to look at it, I began to study that word grace, and it means this, the divine influence upon the heart and the benefit that it brings to the believer. And now let me explain that. Because God created this uh, creature, man, and he gave him a will. He cannot violate the will of the man. But the Bible says that he can influence us and he does that by grace there's a scripture in ephesians that says for by grace are you saved through faith it is a gift of god 
And so um, that piece right there explains a process. For by grace are you saved, how? Through the bridge of faith, and which is all of these things, that ingredients that we're going to talk about. And uh, through that process, you are saved, not just salvation. You will be saved from whatever situation has arisen in your life. So now, um, uh, uh, that divine influence upon the heart, and the benefit that it brings to the believer. And so when you look at it through those lens, then you can truly understand the behavior of the police officer behind me. As God began to influence his heart on my benefit, um, and so as I began to get that revelation, I began to take ownership of my life in certain things. It empowered me. Um, the Bible says, um, come boldly before the throne of grace. Well, the Father is grace. The Bible tells us that Jesus is full of grace. You know, um, And the Father is also, Jesus said, I am like the Father. So if he's like the Father, it says that the Father is full of grace. So the Bible admonish us to come boldly before the throne of grace. Why? Whereby I may, I may obtain mercy and find grace. What is that grace? That divine influence upon the heart and the benefit that it brings to me, the believer. And we're going to look through the scriptures and we'll see that that grace was being used through the Bible all the way. Um, it interchanges with the word favor. And so um, uh, uh, the grace of God, when this began to open up to me, I began to whisper to my family because it um, it begins. My life began to get so excited um, that uh, I would talk to them about situations. I would teach them every Sunday. I'd get together with my parents, and I would teach them what God taught me with the grace. And through grace alone, we began to watch um, God divinely influence uh, people's lives and and the decision process. Um, to give us the victory that we were needing in whatever situation that we were caught ourselves in because of our decisions that we have made. And that's the beautiful thing about God is that he rescues us from our decisions. And as we begin to grow and to stand up and become more mature before him, we will make less decisions that will cause us to be in, in arm's way, uh, as they say. And so um, the first ingredients that we're going to look at is, uh, as I mentioned, is grace. And so if you take a look at some of the stories that uh, are in the scripture, I know one comes to mind right away with uh, uh, Moses and the children of Israel. So the children of Israel are um, in Egypt for, uh, I think it was two, three hundred years, maybe more, I believe. Uh, as slaves. And so um, Moses comes as their deliverer, and uh, the couple of days before they leave, uh, God comes to Abraham, I mean, uh, Moses, and says to him, This is what I want you to go to do. Go to the people, tell them to ask their neighbors for their wealth, ask them for 
their jewelry. And so if you look at that scripture and, and it tells it tells you what happens, it says that God that great grace was upon them, that the favor of God was upon them, and they asked. So then um man and God working together again, as I mentioned earlier. And so they stepped out um and um beyond their understanding of what that meant. And so God, he touched their heart. They, children had a need. And from that grace being uh, released into their life, they gave them all of their jewelry. The Bible tells us that they left richer than how they were there. So they plundered they plunder the e Egyptians when they left with all of their their uh, jewelry and gold and all that stuff, and that's the stuff that they they got together when um, when uh, Moses went into the mountains to to seek God uh, for the forty days and so forth. That uh, Aaron took all of that jewelry and stuff like that and made um, uh, uh, calves of gold and stuff like that, and people began to worship and and um, uh, uh, you know animals and stuff that, and that's where. Moses got angry and God killed tons of those people. He said, you have to pick, choose which side you want. You know, you want to be with uh, Baal or you want to serve me. And so um, basically uh, uh, that was what happened with there. But the power of grace was seen uh, um, in that uh, um, uh, process uh, that it took uh, God's grace first and their faith. And so there we go. Um, the scripture says earlier that the process for by grace are you saved through faith. It's that combination that um, will give us the victory for it tells us in, in the book of Romans also that um, through uh, faith and grace, we shall reign in this life as kings. So then it becomes important that we begin to study and understand both grace and faith and what it means and how we can obtain whatever we need in life. And so um, scriptures that deals with grace, you look at Galatians 1.15, it uh, tells us that we are called by grace. Um, Acts 2, um, uh, 18.27, um, it tells us that we believe through grace. Uh, and so uh, Ephesians 2, um, Five also two eight talks about grace, and try and find all those scriptures. Uh, there's a scripture in Ezra talks Ezra chapter nine verse eight. It says that um, uh, uh, talks about grace, the power of grace there as well. And so I would find, I suggest you find all these scriptures. Uh, my goal is not to do all the work for you; it's for you and I to do them together. So that because the Bible tells us that we ought to study and show ourselves approved. And so uh, I think that's one of the things that we have done wrong in the church is that we tend to just give it all to these men and women to do the studies for us. And then they feed us stuff that is not, again, uh, that is not of the word. And so we, we eat what they feed us and we don't go in and dig for ourselves. But the Bible gives us examples of grace and how it changes the heart. And um, Romans chapter 11, verse 5, Galatians 1, um, 15, Hebrews 4, 16, uh, Zechariah uh, 12, 10, Hebrews 10, 29. These are all 
scriptures that talks about grace and the power of what it does when God begins to influence the heart. Um, and that's what he can do on our behalf because, as I mentioned again, we are a being with will. That man became a living soul and the will is a part of the soul. Um, and so God cannot violate it because if he does, then everything will fall apart because he gave it to us and he gave us to reign as kings and, and priests on this planet. And it is our responsibility to, to take up those mantle and begin to walk, walk. And so as we talk about priests are those that ministers to people. Uh, the kings are those that decrees laws. Those are businesses and stuff like that. So he expects us to behave as a business person, but also one that can minister to someone uh, through uh, prayer, through laying on hands. However, God calls, uh, calls you to uh, minister to that uh, person. The Bible tells us in, in the scriptures, I mentioned that Jesus was full of grace. Um, uh, um, you take a look at the book of Psalms, also Psalms 8, 84, 11, James 1, 17. These are all scriptures, and it tells you and it goes into deep, uh, deep examples of the power of what God's grace can do. And as you begin to understand truly that revelation, um, and I think you, you need to spend some time to meditate on the word. One of the reasons why the church has lost its power is because we don't meditate. Um, and so I would take that scripture, uh, that meaning that what grace is, the divine influence upon the heart and the benefit that it brings to me, the believer. And then when you have situations that come before you, um, ask God, because the grace is his responsibility. You can't do anything about that. Uh, you just ask God, I, I need your grace. I, to this day, uh, still call on the grace of God because that's the revelation that I had gotten. Um, I held on to that, as I told you before, um, for about a year. I went into studies. I uh, took my time, uh, sought God's face, got clarity on it. And um, when one of the pastors had left, he was leaving town. He, he asked me to come and teach. And um, I asked God if I could teach the people this, and which I began to do. He said yes. And so on the grace alone, the following Sunday, people were coming into the church absolutely free, giving testimonies of what happened because I told them, go and test it out, see, prove God and see if he's right or wrong. If he's wrong, then he's wrong. Um, then I missed it. And um, when uh, that pastor came back, um, he felt threatened by his church and thought I wanted his church. I don't know. I don't want, no, I've never wanted to be um, anything like that. And so, but if you take a look at the scriptures and you'll see um, uh, this topic of, of grace, get in there. There's grace in salvation. Uh, grace to move mountains, grace for the wealth, the transfer. Psalms uh, 111, um, I think it's 112, chapter uh, 1 to 3. God promises people that he will give us wealth um, and in the end times, and the wealth 
is not for houses and stuff like that. The wealth is to to own countries to walk in and and talk about uh, uh, delivering uh, people and 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 uh, nations from poverty, from sickness and disease, and all of these different things. And so the last days that wealth transfer and a lot of uh, pastors are just using their faith to grab onto the wealth piece and they're hoarding the, the wealth and they're not even sharing that with their people or, or with God's people and it's, it's absolutely atrocious because that's not what it is there for. And um, there are scriptures that talk about grace and moving, moving mountains, Zechariah 4, um, 6 through 7. Uh, it reads this way, Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might nor by power, but my spirit saith the Lord. And um, a Lord of hosts. And then it goes into the mountain where Zerubbabel speaks to the mountain. And what did he shout? He yelled, he cried to the mountain, Grace, grace, grace unto it. And so uh, grace was able to move that. You go and you look at people that are in, in prison. The, um, uh, I remember being in the, in the prison system, and this particular guy wasn't going to get his, uh, he was having problems about parole and whatever. So I brought him together and I said, hey, I'm learning something about this grace, this divine influence. So let's pray that uh, grace would be released to this particular, to the people in charge of your situation, so that you'll be able to be free. And that's exactly what happened to him. We prayed, we, we released the power of grace into that situation, and uh, God freed him from there, and he got his uh, parole. Um, the Bible tells us that we could be fallen from grace, that we can frustrate the grace of God. So these are the things we have to learn. Uh, number one, the power of it. Um, what? How can we utilize it? Um, Ephesians 4.29 tells us about um, that don't let corrupt communication come out of your mouth because um, out of it, it comes life and it brings healing and grace onto the, to the hearer. So uh, we have to be very careful of how we speak and so forth in that word, that divine influence that you can bring that to the hearer. Grace in times of trouble is another thing. You look and see Hebrews chapter 4, 16 talks about how grace brings people out, people out of trouble. Matthew 7, 7 also talks about grace. We see grace in the life of Jesus. We see grace in the life of the apostles. Um, then it's something better than God's unmerited favor. It is his divine influence upon the heart and the benefit that it brings to you and I. And so... As we begin to study um, what is faith, what are all the little ingredients that I talk about, um, you're going to get excited because it builds and builds and builds, and it comes to this place where you are going to become a creator and where you will live and, and be a creator. And so um, Genesis chapter 39 verse 4 talks about grace in your workplace. Exodus 33, 12 and 17 talks about grace in your daily life. Um, Exodus 34, 9 talks about um, uh, God putting grace in action. It, uh, Ezra 9, 8 talks about grace and bondage, how you can be free. Uh, Psalms 84, 11, God is the giver of grace. 
uh, Proverbs 3:34, uh, God giving grace to the lowly, the scripture tells us. Um, Proverbs 4:9, it says he gave wisdom and grace. Um, and so as you begin to study and get a full understanding or a revelation, as I always say, because I believe that's how God intended us to walk is through revelation because when he he came to sit down to spend time with his his man adam uh the custom in the scripture says it as it was their custom that they came and they hung out in the evening the cool of the day and so you had this uh creator and his creation just sitting down talking and uh the scripture tells us you know uh, let's reason together and so that's a beautiful uh, uh, example of the Father and God, Elohim. The scripture says, um, God said, uh, let's make man in our in image. The word there is Elohim, meaning God's family. Um, the Bible tells us that the begotten Son is a part of that family. The Bible tells us that the Spirit of God is a part of that family. So this is when Elohim um, would come and sit down with uh, this man Adam, our, our father, and have conversation. And so it is incumbent upon you and I today that we could have this relationship with our father, that he can come and sit down with us and uh, give us wisdom, grace, and all the different things that we you need. And so I thank you for coming to this podcast. Again, my goal at uh, Blueprint of Faith is that you and I will grow together and that we will truly become uh, the creators that God intended us to become. See you next time. Bye. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember, every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming by. Please subscribe, and if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. You can do this by hitting the heart button. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church, study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.